Good morning and welcome to the Proactive IT Cybersecurity Daily number 20. It is Tuesday, December 10th. I am your host, Scott Gumbach, and it is Tech Tuesday. This podcast is brought to you by Nuage Tech, a client-focused and security-minded IT consultant based in Central Connecticut. You can visit us at nuagetech.com. That's N-W-A-J-Tech.com. All right, happy Tuesday. Let's get started um, with a little update. We had reported a few weeks ago about a Louisiana ransomware attack that took out much of the state government offices, including the Office of Motor Vehicles in Louisiana. And we had reported that they were almost 100% recovered just a couple of days after. Well, it turns out that is not true, and that's almost 75% of the Office of Motor Vehicles is still closed. It's still inoperable at this time. So these, this is uh, taking them quite a bit of time to recover. So 28% of the state's 79 motor vehicle offices are operational following a cyber extortion that sidelined government servers more than two weeks ago. So they've been down for more than two weeks now. And as you can imagine, this is taking out a lot of financial um, gains from the Office of Motor Vehicles, and it's also quitting, creating quite a headache for those that need to renew licenses, renew registration, and so forth. So seven, so that means 72% of the Office of Motor Vehicles have been down for nearly a month now. This The attack started on November 18th. Today is December 10th. It's been almost a month. Um, New Jersey, according to NJ.com, New Jersey's largest health network was hit with a major network, major computer disruption. Officials won't say if it was ransomware. So there has been a network disruption for Hackensack Meridian Health in New Jersey. This uh, actually happened a couple of days ago, apparently. Um, 17 hospitals, nursing homes, and urgent care centers uh, are disrupted. Uh, doesn't say exactly what that means, and it doesn't say what has caused it. But most services have been restored by late Friday. So this was reported early this week, but most of the services have been restored as of late Friday. So apparently the attack or whatever it was happened last week. Um, GE, and this is on threat post, GE Duncan Forever 21 caught up in broad internal document leak. A PR and marketing provider, again, another marketing provider, report, we reported one for a sprint yesterday. Today it's for GE Duncan and... Um, t Forever 21, which Forever 21, I believe, is filing for bankruptcy, but I could be wrong. A, PA, a PR and marketing provider exposed sensitive data for a raft of big-name companies. A marketing firm exposed hashed passwords and sensitive public relations documents of thousands of customers via a leaky Amazon S3 database. So again, an S3 a misconfigured S3 bucket on AWS Amazon led to a leak including big-name brands like GE, Dunkin' Donuts, Forever 21, and more. Dunkin' Donuts, of course, is now called Dunkin'. Researchers with UpGuard in October discovered a misconfigured Amazon S3 storage bucket originating from IPR Software, a hosting content management software platform for online newsroom, websites, and social media communications. The database, database contained data belonging to clients using IPR Software's platform including the details of 477,000 clients, media contacts, business entity account information, 35,000 hashed user passwords, assorted documents, and administrative 
system credentials. So here's the problem with the hash pack passwords. Everybody's going to say, okay, they're hashed, so that means they're safe. No, that's not true because on the dark web, hashed passwords are saved. So if they know what that hash password equates to, it uh, we now know how to log into your account. So change your passwords, people. The Amazon S3 storage bucket contained a large collection of files, some of which were configured for public access, totaling over a terabyte in size, said researchers in a Monday post. In addition to the database files, the storage bucket contained documentation from IPR developers, documents which appear to be marketing materials for client companies, and credentials for IPR accounts on Google, Twitter, and MongoDB hosting provider. That's uh, that's pretty big stuff. Uh, what? So what's the moral here? The moral of the story is know how to configure an Amazon S3 bucket. It's really not hard to secure it. Really not at all hard to cons to secure it. So know how to configure it. Stop using S3 if you don't know how to use it. On Cyware, your your NAS NAS devices are under threat from ransomware, say researchers. The number of ransomware attacks was shot up, has shot up with such incidents being reported quite often, especially in sectors such as healthcare and government agencies, as we all know if you listen to this podcast. Now security experts are saying that ransomware strains are targeting NAS and backup storage devices. Ransomware is a type of malware that encrypts. We all know what that is, right? We all know what ransomware is. So I'm just reading. Uh, NAS devices under threat from ransomware and network attached storage devices are used for storage and data backup purposes. These devices are connected to a network and used in both enterprise and home environments. Researchers from Kaspersky say that these devices are directly, directly under threat from ransomware strains. These devices are connected on a network and the authenticated can be bypassed if there are vulnerabilities in the system. It is said that the number of ransomware strains that target such devices has increased as compared to 2018 how the attack works. The attackers will usually start by scanning for vulnerable NAS devices that are accessible on the internet. So there's a hint right there. Try not to attach them to the internet. Unpatched vulnerabilities are exploited for deploying the malware and encrypting the data availability. Previously encryption ransomware targeting NAS has hardly evident was hardly evident in the wild and this year alone we have already detected a number of new ransomware families focused solely on NAS. This trend is unlikely to fade as the attack vector proves to be very profitable for researchers, especially due to the users being completely unprepared for them as they consider this technology highly reliable, said Fedora Sinitson, security researcher at Kaspersky. What can you do to stay safe? Apart from the basics such as backing up NAS storage to remote locations and not using your default credentials, make sure you stay updated with the latest threats and ransomware trends in cyberspace. So, um, just a bit of advice from Kaspersky. Um, with that being said, I think as storage continues to get cheaper and cheaper, you're going to see people moving away from NAS and starting to move more towards cloud solutions. But that'll bring a whole different set of ball, um, whole different set of issues with it. All right, last few stories uh, all on bleeping computer. First, Pensacola, Florida hit by cyber attack. I don't know what it is with Florida. They keep getting hit with ransomware attacks. City services were impacted. This was reported yesterday. The city of Pensacola is struggling to recover from a cyber attack that hit its computer network over the weekend. Some services are still affected, but no critical ones. Few details are available, but the attack prompted the city to disconnect much of its network until a solution for the problem was found. Multiple systems are down. The incident became known around 1.30 a.m. on Saturday in city. So this is what I was saying yesterday. 
once again, um, attacks are occurring when minimal, if any, staff are, are working. And city employees in the IT department have been working to restore the network. It is unclear what type of cyber incident is causing issues or how many computers it affected, but the online payment systems at Pensacola Energy and for city sanitation are among them. So you can't pay your electric bill or your, your uh, garbage collection bill. So attack is unclear. Don't know if it's a ransomware attack, but once again, a city government and municipality in Florida hit with some type of attack. Snatch ransomware reboots to Windows safe mode to bypass AV tools. So Snatch ransomware is an older ransomware. It's been around for a little while. It's developed a new trick. So researchers discovered a new Snatch ransomware strain that will reboot computers it affects into safe mode to disable any resident security solutions and immediately starts encrypting files once the system loads. Encrypting the victim's files is possible because most security tools are automatically disabled when Windows service Windows devices boot in safe mode, as the Sophos managed threat response team and Sophos Labs researchers found. Snatch can run on most common versions of Windows from 7 through 10 and 32 and 64-bit versions. Dad, the samples we've seen are also packed with open source packer UPX to obfuscate their contents. Snatch ransomware came out towards the end of 2018 and it became noticeably active during April 2019 as down by a spike in ransom as shown in a spike in ransom notes and encrypted files samples submitted to Michael Galepsi's ID ransomware platform. Persistence, stealing data, and payload delivery. A suspected member of Snatch ransomware team was observed by Sophos researchers while looking for affiliate partners with access to RDP, VNC, TeamViewer, WebShell, SQL, Injection, and corporate network stores and other companies. So sounds like they're hiring if you need a job. These hints at the group or its affiliates abusing this type of security holes into organizations' computing system as shown by logs the researchers discovered on one of the victim's encrypted servers pointing at the threat actors, brute forcing a server's Microsoft Azure admin account and logging in via remote desktop. So um, here we go, exploiting RDP again. Um, and a new trick for ransomware to work. And finally, TrickBot Trojan abuses abuses Google Suite, baits with annual bonuses. So I um, talked about TrickBot a few times in the last few weeks. TrickBot is a banking Trojan, of course. That's a, how it initially started, but now it's being used to trick um, Google Suite admins, it sounds like G Suite admins, into uh, giving up their credentials. Recently, active malicious campaign baited targets with phishing messages promising annual bonuses, abusing G Suite cloud services to infect them with TrickBot tr banking Trojan payloads. Uh, we already know what TrickBot is. It's a banking Trojan that started, uh, looks like around October 2016. This campaign's bait emails were sent using the legitimate SendGrid cloud-based email delivery platform in an attempt to conceal their malicious nature, as well as to obfuscate the links used throughout the infection chain, as researchers at Palo Alto no Networks Unit 42 found. The attackers employed embedded links to legitimate Google Docs documents that re redirected the potential victims to a Google Drive download link. By clicking the link, the targets would be served with a downloader tool designed to drop the final TrickBot payload on the victim's computers. Delivering the TrickBot payload, the attackers use compromise.edu emails to send the phishing emails through SendGrid's email delivery service and bypass secure 
email gateways deployed on the target's networks. The body of the emails contain lure text consistent with the subject lines and links that utilize a send grid function called click tracking, which sends a notification back to the sender of the email for tracking purposes. To deliver the truck bot payloads, the campaign operators use two downloader variants based on the phishing email's theme, statement report.exe. In the case of the annual bonus baits, the preview dot preview underscore report.exe for payroll phishing messages. So it's not uh, going after G Suite admins. It's going after anybody who might use G Suite. Uh, due to default settings in most Windows deployments of not displaying file extensions, these files will not appear as obvious executables to a victim. Once executed, the downloaders would display an important decoy pop-up asking the victims to update their Microsoft Word installation or to open the document on another computer. Uh, regardless of what the victim does, the TrickBot payload gets dropped from first stage command and control servers owned by legitimate organi organizations, another attempt to avoid detection, to the temp folder and get executed. Once launched, the TrickBot Trojan will load itself into memory using process hollowing. After spawning a service host.exe process to camouflage as a legitimate program and further attempt to evade detection. So this is pretty tricky. Next, the malware starts collecting system information, which it sends to its second stage C2 server and requests additional modules, while also gaining persistence by creating a system cache service scheduled task that auto starts on logon and checks every 11, 11 minutes if it is already running on a compromised system. A full list of indicators of the compromised IOCs related to this campaign and including downloader and physical payload examples as well as trickbot payload URLs are available at the end of the unit 42's report that I mentioned the group earlier and this is a continuously evolving banking trojan last month unit 42's research team also spotted an updated trickbot password grabber module that could be used to harvest open SSH private keys and open VPN passwords and configuration files which were reported last week Google Docs online word processor was previously used in a TrickBot campaign as discovered by CoFence researchers in August when TrickBot payloads were delivered onto unsuspecting victims' devices via executables, camouflage as PDF documents, and PDF.exe extensions. So um, TrickBot continuously evolves, continuously evades um, detection, and if you're not careful what we're downloading, you know, PDFs, if you're not familiar with the source, don't download it. And uh, it's just, just it's, getting, it's getting more and more difficult to stay away from these things. Um, well that's going to do it for today's episode of the Cybersecurity Daily. Until tomorrow, stay secure.